Hi there, you are listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, where we talk about being unstoppable in your business, brand, and life. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and as an entrepreneur, law firm owner, and course creator, I understand what it takes to get to the next level. Through scaling my law firm, making tons of mistakes along the way, and celebrating loads of success, I love to share my secret sauce tips and strategies on how you too can become unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and today I have a very special guest joining us. She is another incredible student from the Scalable Business Lounge and also has recently started her business. I can't wait for you to meet Samantha from Clarity Lawyers. She is another family lawyer. I know I do have quite a few family lawyers in my program, but it's not exclusive for family lawyers. There's lots of different varieties of service businesses in there um, and lots of different types of uh, law firms in there. But um, Sam is an incredible lawyer who started out her business only last year. I think COVID has had a lot to do with a lot of people making big, huge, bold moves like starting their own business. It's really given a lot of people a kick up the pants and she was one of them. So I can't wait for you to meet her to hear her incredible story of how she has scaled her firm in such a short time. She's already creating a team and growing as a leader in her community and business, which I'm so excited to be part of her journey and helping her with the Scalable Business Lounge. Before we get started, I would love to share a review with you from someone who's left a review on the podcast. This is from Elena Lara, who is in America. I absolutely love that there are people all over the world listening into the podcast. So thank you so much for leaving a review. One of my favorite business podcasts, she says. Oh, that is so exciting and gives me such a buzz. This is one of my fave podcasts for all the tips related to business. Carolee has clearly got a handle on her model, which focuses on scaling your business through strategic processes. Her discussions are short, sharp, and relevant, all easy to listen to and honest. Keep it up, Carolee. Well, thank you so much. All the way from America, I really appreciate your reviews. And if you would love to leave me a review, you can do that at the bottom of iTunes. Just scroll on down and leave a review. That would be absolutely amazing. Well, let's get stuck straight into it. I would love for you to meet Samantha and hear her incredible business journey to date. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast, Sam. How are you? Well, thank you, Carolee. How are you? Great. Well, I'm super excited to hear more about your story today because I don't know it in its fullest either. And I know that you have come such a huge way in such a very, very short amount of time, which is just incredible. So I'd love to hear more about you and your business. But before we get started, um, tell me what makes you unstoppable? Big question. <laughs> um, what makes me unstoppable, I guess, is that, you know, I just keep going. Um, I think it comes from using your past experience, figuring out who you are, where you want to go and what you, you know, what values you hold and just sticking to your guns. And if something doesn't work for you um, and the next step is scary, just take it anyway. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, taking action on those scary steps is probably the hardest thing, isn't it? And you have most certainly done that in the last 12 months, haven't you? Definitely. Lots of big, scary steps. Um, I'm still scared. Um, <laughs> so tell me, um, when did you start your firm? Um, October 2020 was when I officially started out on my own. The thought process obviously started long, a lot longer before that, probably six months of planning. Yeah. Um, at least. And I'd been considering it for years before that. Um, but then actually taking steps towards making it a reality was about six months before I actually pulled the trigger. So when you say you were thinking about it years before that, let's talk about that. So when you are thinking about it years before that, how many years are you thinking about it and what was holding you back? Um, I think I probably always had it in the back of my mind that that's where I wanted to go. So throughout my um, working life, I had been, you know, at various different firms and getting different experiences there and figuring out the things that I felt worked and um, aligned with my values and the things that didn't. Um, And then getting to the point where I felt I had the legal experience behind me, the confidence in my own abilities um, to take that step was probably the biggest one. Um, I I couldn't take that until I felt confident in my own abilities. So I made sure that, you know, I had my master's in family law. I had um, a significant number of years experience behind me. And it's not just um, work experience that I think is important. It's also life experience. Um, so I had time out with, I've got three children, um, and I've been the stay at home mom. I've had that experience, um, which I think with family law in particular helps me relate to clients and possibly, um, provide, um, solutions that I would not have come up with before I'd had that experience myself. So I'm sorry, got a child. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of children, stay at home lockdown. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's um, definitely tough at the moment. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so you've stepped, you, you'd thought about it for a long time. You've stayed at home with your kids. You've got lots of life experience behind you and you're obviously a great service provider and, you know, and that you're passionate about family law specifically. Um, so what were some of the things as you were going out on your own and you're planning for six months, what were some of the things that were um, your biggest kind of concerns? Biggest concerns are obviously getting the work through the door to start with. Um, can I pay the bills? Can yeah. I um, can I get myself through that period while supporting a family of potentially little to no income? Um, so I had to have a budget together that allowed me to get through the first six months with no income. That was yeah. what I wanted. Um, so I achieved that. Um, and then luckily, um, after that six months, I, I was back up to where I was in terms of income um, and we could keep rolling forward um, at home, <laughs> yeah. pay the bills and things. Um, so that was probably my biggest hurdle. And then um, finding premises and things um, was the second biggest one and what I, you know, room for expansion as well. Yeah. So I, I didn't that- I think that that's really common to be fearful about the drop in income because when you're used to like certainty in your income, to be going out in your business on your own in a business, that's the scariest thing I think for the majority of people in reality because without an income, how do you survive? And if you know by now you've got family to support and it's not just you, 
Um, mm. You know, and I don't think there's any perfect time to make that move, is there? No, no, definitely not. Um, there are times when it's just not actually possible. Um, I got to the point where it was possible and I thought, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, but we're prepared for that. Do it anyway. If it fails, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You go and get another job. <laughs> so, exactly. That's exactly right. So you're located in um, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. um, and so you've gone out on your own and your own family law firm and your law firm is called, called Clarity Lawyers. Mm-hmm. And so yep. tell us like fast forward now to now. What's happening now? What's happening now? So we're in lockdown. So <laughs> um, I've got one employed lawyer working with me. Um, I am in search of another one um, because the workload, the the investment that I made initially in the website, which was a, quite a big one for me, um, is really paying off. Um, so I've learned a lot with that process and I'm glad I made that initial investment. Your website um, is beautiful, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I think... It was, I could have done it a lot cheaper, but I really felt like I had to set myself up um, with the goal that it was going to be successful. So um, run with that. Don't plan to fail. You know, spend where you need to. Um, So where I am now is, yes, employing one other lawyer, um, looking for another one. And also I'm hoping to get a, I did have one, but didn't work out, um, a PA um and I yeah because we desperately need that type of support we've just got too much work now for this the two of us I'm finding myself doing too much admin that I could offload yes that's exactly right and it's no good um being bogged down and doing admin when you can be doing higher end tasks Mm. but that's one of the biggest learning processes is finding good people is quite difficult Yes, it can be difficult, but once you get in the flow and you can attract them more easily, it becomes so much, so much easier, which is one of the big learnings that I've had over the years mm. as well. But it does take a while to get your groove. So you have been in business for less than a year and yeah. you have replaced your income and you are now looking for your second solicitor. So that is absolutely amazing. And you should be absolutely so proud of yourself. Oh, thank you, Carolee. Because I think, you know, um, when it comes to think, looking back and worrying about all your fears, what would you say to yourself like your 2019 self? 2019 self. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think back to where I was at that point. We weren't like, locked down, were we? No, and <laughs> no. You, were, you were employed, but you were working for someone else at that time. And um, yeah, sorry, I've got one of these children that's locked down at home with me asking me for citric acid. It's lemon juice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go and get the lemon juice out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> That's right. You're doing great at multitasking. It's all good. Yeah, I should have locked the door. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what I would tell my, myself back then is back yourself. Really, a lot of it is just having the confidence to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, and that you can do it. It's not as scary once you, you know, once you dive into it. Yeah, it's a steep learning curve. But it's not actually that difficult. It's just voluminous. Yeah. Um, and you just wade your way through it. And you do eventually get to the other side. So. Yeah, and there's a when you're starting a business, there's a lot of things to consider, um, you know, in terms of 
like you said, building your website. So what were some of the other things that were really important to you before you kicked off? Um, establishing those networks with other people. Um, so I've looked at, I've joined Newcastle Business Club. Um, I've tried BNI, things like that, figured out some things work, some things don't. And um, you, you potentially, I find you get one good connection from maybe each group that you join. Yeah. Um, and you need to nurture that relationship. Um, it, and it works better where you've got something to give back, obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I've got a couple of referrers now, which is really helpful um, with that network and it's working both ways um, and also just limiting myself to family law helps with those relationships because they are other lawyers, most of these um, relationships that I'm referring to and they don't do family law and I don't do what they do. Um, so there's no overlap there. Yes, so you're, so you're making... A- really good positive referral relationships with people who have the same clients as you but don't offer the same service as you exactly yeah 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 so you so you're so you focused on um networking and getting some referral relationships um happening and you're focused on your website um what were some of the other things that were really important as you were getting started um, I wanted to present as very professional from the outset. I didn't want to um, present as somebody just working from their back room. Um, so I also, uh, I did um, rent a room in in a building in town, which was great. It presented well. I furnished it. Like I spent money on furnishings. I didn't skimp on that type of thing um, because I felt it was important to put the client at ease as soon as they walked through the door and met me. Um, So I've worked hard on my website and in my office to be um, friendly. Yeah. Because uh, I find a lot, you know, family law, everybody's emotionally stressed out. That A lot of the clients have never had involvement with lawyers before and it's just a big scary step that they have to take. Yeah. Um, so I focused very hard on making it as friendly as possible. So I've got, I did a video for my website that um, with the goal with the website is to try and make people feel like they know me before they've even met me. Yeah. I love um, that. That's great. So and, it's, you're really sort of focusing on offering a personal service to people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and be that mm-hmm. soft landing place where they mm-hmm. can come and get their legal solution sorted out. Mm-hmm. Entirely. Yeah, yeah that's, that's about awesome. it in a nutshell. <laughs> and so with, um, for example, social media, what are you doing there? Um, social media, I still haven't really got my head around. Um, if you include Google in that, then I've started to um, – I've employed an agent to help me with that. So they're doing my Google ads for me. Um, the Google ads budget, I always realized was going to be high, but geez, it's high. Um, <laughs> so yeah. that's one of the biggest shocks to me is, you know, just how much you need to spend to make money. Yes. Um, yeah. So the research that I've done suggests that I'm better off focusing my efforts on Google ads than the social side of things at the moment. So I've offloaded the Google ads and I'm still dabbling in the social stuff myself. Um, But I do hope to be able to offload that to a professional at some point as well, because um, it gets away from you. Yes. Yeah. Um, Before you know it, another week has gone and it's, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I was supposed to do that by last Wednesday. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I did try, I did 
you know, make a commitment to myself that I would do, um, you know, a video and a post every week. Um, and I did stick to that commitment for quite some time and then lockdown hit and everything's just <laughs> gone out the window. But I do need to get myself back on that. And, you know, as we get into the swing of being at home, I think I will get back into that. But who knows how long we're going to be at home these days. Yeah, so. it's really, really puts a spanner in the works doesn't it because Mm -hmm. you're in a flow and in a routine and then your routine's up you know a big upheaval and you've got to find a new flow and then one day you'll be out of lockdown and you have to find the old flow back again yeah 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 so there have been those spanners thrown in the works over the last 12 to what's that been 18 months now hasn't it really yeah that's right yeah exactly Mm. so you um you became a student of the scalable business lounge and so how did you find me um out in the spheres and also um what sort of made you decide to join so I think I probably found you can't remember um on social media, which goes against what I just advised myself. Um, <laughs> Doesn't mean that you're not scrolling. <laughs> um, and then I probably Googled you, um, I would imagine. So I've been, you know, constantly watching people like you, um, high-profile people in the same sphere as me for a while, um, not just since I started my business. Um, and, yeah, it's an investment to sign up to your course, um, but I felt I needed that direction. Um, and in terms of a business coach, it's much more direct directive. You've got a program in place um, and I found it really useful like that to be able to go through the workbooks and things that you've produced um, I spent a lot of time doing that and I got a lot out of it um, and it focused me a lot more on what are the steps that I was potentially already doing but not quite sure how to do them well. Yeah, I think when you're, you do start doing these things by yourself but when, you are, when you're lacking direction and also accountability because mm. just the pure, I find for me when I get a coach or anything like that, just purely paying for something keeps me more accountable. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, if you're not doing that, then time just flies by and then you think, oh, it's been six months and I've done nothing to actually work on my business. And now I wonder why I'm not scaling or growing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so it's, it's really an accountability piece yeah, as I well. Do- and definitely you're um, targeted towards scaling, which is something that, you know, as a startup, that's what I need to do. I need to scale it to a certain level. I don't know what that level is yet I'm, and I'll figure that out as I go along. Um, but there is a lot in within your course and, um, and your podcasts and things that helps you get that ball rolling and yes. figure out where you're going. And I love what you said where you said you don't know where you're scaling it to yet because that, that's the thing about scaling is it doesn't have to be in the same way that I've scaled my business or that someone else scales their business. What it has to be is what suits you because mm-hmm. yeah. you have created your business because you want a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. and whether, whether that's a more relaxed lifestyle where you're not servicing clients all the time or whether that's a lifestyle where you have a larger business and you're the leader of that larger business um, where you're not doing any client servicing, whatever it is for you, it's important that it works for you and that you're not Mm. bogged down. Yeah. And what I'd add to that is it's not 
I didn't do it just for the lifestyle either. It's also being able to do things on your own terms. Yes, 100%. So aligning with your own values has been important to me. Yes, exactly. And do you know what those values are when it comes to running your firm? I think I'm figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, obviously the, the being approachable thing um, and being accountable to your clients and being very client-focused but also um, it's a business so you need to run it like a business but you also need to keep in mind that they're actual people. Um, yes. Yeah, and I think that's really important and especially with law firms because I think that a lot of lawyers and not just lawyers but other people who work in the legal profession um, they lose sight of what we're actually here to do, our mm. purpose, mm-hmm. which is to serve clients and to help them with certainty in their lives and giving them clarity, as your business name suggests, so that they can um, be at peace. Mm-hmm. Whatever area of law it is, whether it's a you know taking protective measures with contracts or estate planning or whatever it is or whether it's what like what sort of law we do which is really problem solving when someone's in a pickle um you know it's about creating solutions for people and i think that so often people lose sight of exactly mm. what it is that the purpose of being a lawyer is yeah and my hope is to focus on that um and then hopefully the business will be a success because you're focusing on the most important things in my opinion Yes, well, exactly. You're, mm. you're focusing on helping and serving people and positively impacting them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I also, the, the other reason I think I did it was to um, have a workplace that worked for the modern woman um, yes. or man, parent, I should say. Yeah. yeah. Modern lifestyle because um, the lack of flexibility is a massive issue in a lot of jobs um, and being able to work remotely um, and have that flexibility and having an open conversation with employees about that and being understanding is something that I, that's important to me. Yes, exactly. So in terms of like creating an environment where you are going to be able to be more flexible, what does that look like for you apart from remote working, which I think is amazing that we're now that's the one incredible thing that's come, come out, out of COVID. COVID. It yeah. really has because it's, <laughs> I know, it's so amazing. enough that you don't need to be sitting mm-hmm. in an office in a particular place. Mm-hmm. And particularly when um, the court process is also online, Oh yeah, literally we could be yep. anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, entirely, and it works. Um, so for me, flexible looks like still having a, a an office um, because it's still important. I think if everybody's comfortable with it, coming into that office um, and the banter and you know everything that goes within having being close to people physically, yeah. um, but having the flexibility to say, "Hey, the school's just called. I've got to go. Um, kids falling off the monkey bars, whatever," um, or having the flexibility to go to a kid's speech day and go, um, rather than take that out of my annual leave, um, I'll just work an extra two hours this evening from home. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think, again, it comes back to the focus of what we're, our purpose actually is. And your purpose isn't to sit in, at a desk from 8 till 5 or 8 till 9 or whatever is expected of you. Um, just to be seen at a desk. Mm, exactly. Yeah. If you don't need to be at the desk, then I don't. I don't require people to be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, as long as we have that level of a relationship where we, you know, 
we've met each other. We know we know each other relatively well, um, and ultimately, I I am looking to potentially employ people that don't even live in Newcastle, so wouldn't necessarily ever come into the office. Um, so I'll cross that bridge when I come to it, but I think it's doable. Yeah, well, it gives people so many options in terms of um, being being parents. Um, being able to work from home, being able to be regional and working in smaller mm-hmm. towns because mm-hmm. there's plenty of people who have great experience but they might not be in a large city or Yeah, or, or they have to go to a town to look after somebody or, you know, their, their partner's job takes them to somewhere like a mining town or something in the middle of whoop-whoop, um, then it doesn't mean that their career has to end. Yeah, exactly. I think that is so awesome. So you're creating an incredible business, not just for your clients, but also for the team that you want to attract yeah, as well. That's definitely one of my goals. Yeah, that's great. And so what are your plans for your business, say five years from now? Five years from now. Oh, I'm only working on a one-year plan right now. <laughs> well, your plan for number one year is really to like survive and yeah. see you're doing that so well. Yeah. I think the ideal size for me is probably an office that has, you know, five or so people in it, um, potentially with um, support staff. Some may be working remotely, some may be in the office. Um, I've got a physical office now that would accommodate um, three lawyers plus support staff. Um, and it might be, you know, that we, we stay with that. Um, I've got part, the, the lawyer I have at the moment is part-time. So um, I foresee that we might be um, desk sharing, yeah, um, sure. that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just a, a medium, small to medium team um, so that we've all got that backup and support um, because it's important, especially for lawyers that haven't necessarily got a lot of experience in family law to have that um, mentorship around them as oh, well. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I guess that's the one thing that does make it a little bit tricky with, you know, being remote is, you know, mm, being difficult to mentor for the younger you know, younger lawyers. And I really hope that our, you know, want to work remotely now doesn't affect other people as they come through. Exactly. So it's not so suited for the younger generation, I don't think. So the people coming out of university now, I still feel that it's important for them to be that face-to-face. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's it's our duty as lawyers to um, bring on juniors and help them to grow through because how else do they learn? But Mm. it's also amazing that we can teach them a different way of lawyering and that it doesn't have to be that you have to be burnt out. Mm, Entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And exhausted. So with the Scalable Business Lounge, what's the one big takeaway from it that you've got so far? Sorry, I've taken a massive pause there, but I am thinking. Um, <laughs> Pausing biggest, is fine. <laughs> the biggest takeaway, I think, is the um, the structure um, that it's provided for me and it's helped me focus on the different areas and, you know, put them all in little baskets and attend to each basket um, as it needs to be attended to and make sure they are all attended to and not to let anything slip through the through the cracks. Yeah, so you've been working a little more on your business rather than... Yeah, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Unfortunately, at the moment, I've got quite a heavy workload. So um, that's why I'm looking for another lawyer and I haven't been able to spend as much on the business 
as I was when I had no work. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of a trade-off. It is. And that's what sometimes <laughs> happens as well is that you end up, what happens with service providers is they end up working on their business. So they get a lot of work in, but then they get so busy they, that then they, they stop working work on, their, on business. their business and mm-hmm. then the work fizzles out and dries out a little bit because yeah. they haven't been, and it's sort of this cycle. Yes. So I'm glad you're trying to break the cycle by going, okay, I now need another lawyer so I can offload some. So I can keep, yeah. Because what, so I, what I've been keep, doing, yeah, has yeah. obviously been working because I've been getting the, the business the, through the door, but I need to keep doing that. And I've just, yeah, I need to make the time to keep doing that. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So what are you going to do to celebrate your one year anniversary? Oh, well, assuming we are no longer in lockdown. <laughs> I might allow myself a little holiday, <laughs> which has, you know, not happened in quite some time. So, um, yeah, we've, you know, our whole lives have been in limbo for the last 18 months. So there've been no plans for things like that. Um, yeah. So I would like to do that. That's Get away. amazing. And very well deserved because you really should celebrate your wins. And I think the last 12 months for you has just been a huge win, even though it might not feel like it as you're you know, clambering through things and trying to figure stuff out. But, um, yeah, I think that you really do need to celebrate how far you've come in such a short time. Thank you, Carolee. That reminds me of another good thing about you <laughs> is you tell me things like that, which refocus me because <laughs> it is really difficult um, when you just feel like you're working away, working away, and you do lose sight of what you have actually achieved. So thank you. You do. And I think it's so important to see actually where you've come because, what we tend to do as business owners is we tend to constantly be looking ahead of and where we want to be rather than looking back and going, like in October last year, I would have been stoked with this outcome. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But, you know, yeah. and I mean, I do exactly the same, which is it's a fine balance because you need to have that drive enough to keep going to the next step and the next goal, mm-hmm. but you also need to take stock and celebrate you know, where you've, where you've come, mm-hmm. come from. So, and yeah. remind yourself exactly where you've, where you've come from. And I think that is one thing I probably wouldn't have done without you. So thank you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So where can people find you on all the uh, socials and the website? Yep. Know. Yep. So just claritylawyers.com.au um, and your Facebook search will find me. Um, we're on LinkedIn. I, I think if you do a Google search, you'll probably find me fairly easily. I would hope so. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you are needing anything family law, if you are a potential referrer and would love to meet Sam and you're in the Newcastle area, she is right there, ready to ready to do business and help you out. Thank it was you. lovely to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Carolee. Have All a good right. day. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to learn how to scale your law firm without burnout, then join my free workshop at caroliefontanelli.com. Until next time, you have got this.